0: Welcome to Bloody Marys, our queer horror movie podcast.
1: This episode, we're looking at *The New Mutants*. <laughs> new new mutants. <laughs> I'm perfectly splendid, Sean.
0: <laughs> which is which is as close as you're getting it's to a review of that shite, blimey, bullshit from a <laughs> boring wank. <laughs> And I see dead people, Alex. (laughs) Uh, We are two queer horror nerds, well, living in Hackney in London, and our pronouns are they, them. Uh, Some content notes for this episode, there is a suicide attempt, yes, and lots of cartoony violence. (laughs) Um,
1: There's also, uh, I wish I didn't notice, but I'll be talking about allusion to uh, sexual assault. So the New Mutants was theatrically released, theatrically, <laughs> um, in the, the US uh, this year, August 28th, um, after facing many, many, many delays uh, from its original or, uh, release date, which is meant to be April 2018. Oh. Uh, no, no. <laughs> what? Why? Well, I'll go into it. Um, the, the final release, but it became a bit of a running joke at like Comic-Con and things like that, where just like, will it ever be released? And apparently the final release poster actually had the tagline, hell has frozen over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which doesn't really relate to the film actually. <laughs> um, it had a budget, it's unclear apparently, of uh, between 67 and 80 million. and um, was only made for uh, 45.2 million at box office.
0: Is that because it was released in a pandemic though?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, Especially as, like, yeah, it was hardly on before it was locked down again, and then, like, it wasn't streamed or anything. Well, is that global, or is...? Yeah, it was released, like, in various places in very short periods. Um Anyway, Um it was directed by Josh Boone, who's actually directing the long-fabled release of Stephen King's The Stand miniseries. It's oh. coming up, apparently, the end of this year. Um the film received generally unfavourable reviews no. that you'll be surprised to hear. Um, <laughs> and the Globe and Mail's Barry Hertz gave the film 1.5 out of four stars, writing, Instead of funneling his inspiration into one singular vision that he could call his own, Boone has made a Frankenstein of a franchise movie, a giant elevator pitch that leads directly into the sub-basement of originality. So that was quite hilariously written.
0: Um, <laughs> also,
1: who's got a star system that's out of four? fall? I know we
2: <laughs>
1: um, It's classified as a horror film in the superhero super superhero genre, um, based on a Marvel Comics team of the same name, and uh, distributed by 20th Century Studios. Um, filming took place in Boston. But, 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 yes. Let, let's 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 mull over that a little.
0: Sure. So what? I I don't understand why it was classified
1: as a horror film. Um, it's it, it's it, well, I'll get into maybe why it was, and I think it still is, even though it's mild. But we were we were basically both debating whether this is a horror or not. No. Um, but anyway, I'll because
0: g- there are genre films that have horror elements in them, mm. but
1: does that a horror make? Sure. Um, we'll come back to it after I've told you the rest of the things. Um, uh, so filming took place in Boston, Massachusetts from July to September, 2017, um, primarily at Medfield State Hospital, um, uh, with an April, 2018 release in mind, like I said, um, the film was delayed while reshoots were planned and Disney began the process of acquiring the production company, 20th Century Fox. After the acquisition was complete, we returned to work on the film, and it was completed without reshoots in March 2020. Um, it was originally planned as the first in a trilogy of films. Uh, Disney purchased Fox, uh, Disney's purchase of Fox reverted the film's rights to Marvel Studios, um, ending the possibility of any sequels um (laughs) Um, uh, throughout the development process the films uh evolved from the full horror film that boone and lee initially wants to make and which fox was resistant to um to a compromised version without excessive blood and scares and more a a youth adult focus um so i think that kind of explains uh, a bit um so, the film stars, uh, Macy Williams, who you may know from Game of Thrones, Anya Taylor Joy, who you may know from The Witch, um, And what, is she
0: in the Gambit
1: thing? That? Oh, yeah, the Queen's, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Charlie Eason, who's from Stranger Things, um, who I didn't recognize until I read that. And then the other ones haven't had there's Alice Braga, Blue Hunt, and Henry Zaga, who've just done various sort of things. Um The Smiley Men are actually like physically portrayed by someone called Dustin Seathammer, but were voiced by Marilyn Manson. Um are they? Yeah. I didn't even hear them speaking, I don't Is think. That Dustin person, say his name. Uh I think it's Seathammer, it's like uh, yeah. He's not the He's not the gangly guy who does all the kind of ah, horror. Okay. No, no. <laughs> I thought that for a second. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. Um, he <laughs> <laughs> you know, is a gangly guy. He does all the gangly <laughs> bits. <Bo> yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, back in May 2018, when it was originally meant to release, Meryl Manson announced his cover of the song. Cry Little Sister, uh, originally written for the film The Lost
0: Boys. Oh, I love that song! Um,
1: it's in the film? He re-recorded for The New Mutants. I didn't notice it in the film, um, but maybe oh. it was. Maybe it was very subtle, I don't know. Yeah. Ah, I love that song. Um, so, The New Mutants, they, they do reference, this is the only bit where I'll get um, X-Men geeky about some of the comic lore and stuff, but like, I, I'm not going to go too deep into that because it's too much. <laughs> um, but... It was originally, uh, going to feature the Essex Corporation, which I think, uh, is mentioned. It is on the screen. Yeah. So. Um, and apparently it was teased at the end of X-Men Apocalypse. Um, uh, but yeah, there was apparently meant to be like, um, basically the, the reason why I'm talking about this bit is because, um, the Essex Corporation is, uh, a character in the X-Men sort of world, um, called Mr. Sinister called Nathaniel Essex, is like literally my favourite. I have like a toy of him in the house. I don't know if you've noticed, but anyway. Um, and it was, he was meant to play Mr. Sinister, John Hamm. Sorry. He was meant to play Mr. Sinister, but they, they just cut him from the film entirely. And I thought it was worth mentioning because I'm excited about Mr. Sinister. What, what does he look like? <laughs> oh, he's like, basically he looks like a goth. He's like amazing and he's got this kind of like epic cape and kind of like black lips and pale skin and red eyes. He says, yeah, this kind of like, yeah. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's like obsessed with like genetics and like yeah, anyway. Um so uh in terms of representation, actually, um Danielle Moonstar, uh the character, is coconically, um is that how you say canonically? <laughs> coconically. <laughs> Sounds painful <laughs> canonically. <laughs> uh, Native American. Um and unlike a lot of recent films, obviously that like they actually in this case did cast someone who's Native American and who's Blue Hunt. Um, and her descendants, she has descendants from the Lakota tribe. Um, but there was controversy around, um, Henry Zaga, who was playing Roberto in the film, uh, because, um, he is Brazilian, but apparently in the comic books he's played, he's meant to be like Afro Brazilian descent mm. rather than just Brazilian. Um, uh, fans are also disappointed by, in, in a conic, conically called cool sense, <laughs> um, with, um, Ilana's, is it Iliana? I'm gonna ask this uh Iliana's racism, um, because, uh, apparently in the comments she's kind of a brat, but she's like got a heart of gold essentially. And so, like, so, and she's the, like, Eastern European yeah, one. Yeah, like, russian one. Um, and so she's not, she's not meant to be a bigot. And, and so, so the fact that she makes this kind of racist remarks to Ray calling her, like, Pocahontas and the kind of stuff about buffalo wings and buffaloes is kind of like, isn't in character in terms of her. And I think they're kind of unnecessary. She could have just been a in a different way. Yeah. Um. But on the plus side, this is the very first Marvel film, uh, in general to feature an LGBT main leads. Um, there, there's only one other which actually had LGBT, like, couple in it, and that was Deadpool 2, and apparently it's just a couple who it for like a few seconds. Um, it's also the first, uh, live action theatrical superhero movie from the big two, as they call publishers. Uh, that's Marvel and DC. Um, that include a queer relationship that is actually explored and flushed out as part of two characters' arcs. So that's actually kind of a good thing. So this is mm. like a first in terms of this film. And that's, that's all I had for this Is film. it the first uh, superhero
0: film to pretend to be a horror film? Shut up! <laughs> <out! laughs>
1: So the film starts in a kind of sudden way where um, we're suddenly inside this burning house and a guy is waking up a girl um, and dragging her out into what looks like a blizzard Um, all around her. Like there's houses exploding and people running around screaming on fire and stuff. Um, the dad, uh, what we find out is the dad, uh, is running with the girl who ends up being his daughter, um, into the forest, um, just outside where all the explosions are taking place and like t- tucks her into a little like nook in a tree. Nook? Nook. <laughs> um, and, um, says, Danny, I, I have to go, you stay here, I have to go back and help. Um so uh he goes back to help and she's just like cowering in this little tree nook. Um <laughs> and while she's doing that, like her body flies into the woods or like burn and uh she freaks out and runs away. And as she's running away, she ends up falling down a hill and just like passing out on the ground. Um next thing she knows she wakes up a chained some kind of old fashioned looking hospital bed, like uh uh like in a ward, like all alone. Uh, she weirdly gets out of the bed and like pulls the, she sees
0: her, um, a cam looking down through the vent above her. Does she? Right at the beginning. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. Yeah.
1: And it's, we found out later it's the lesbian. Oh, how did I miss that? Probably writing. (laughs) Uh, so she pulls the bed, like, uh, still chains towards the windows to look out. And there's like a church ground, uh, church grounds and like a kind of like, and she notices in the corner of a room, like a video camera on her. Um, she screams at it like, hello, let me out. Um, over like quite a tinny tannoy. Tinny tannoy. <laughs> um, uh, she hears a, a, a lady saying, Relax, Danny, I'm on my way to you. Uh, the, the doctor comes to the door and, uh, lets us up in and she says, I know you're scared, you're safe, don't worry, just, I'll come in and explain, just relax. Um, she introduces herself as Dr. Reyes. And she, Doctor Reyes, Dr. Ex- Riz, Dr. Dr. Riz. <laughs> um, and uh, she says, uh, she tells her that she's the sole survivor of a terrible tragedy and that everyone on her reservation is dead. Um and um, she starts like babbling about what happened, and she's like, There was growling, it was chasing us. Um and also, like, sometimes we imagine things that aren't true. Um she, uh, yeah, she asks why she didn't die with the rest of them. And the daughter says it's because she's a special girl and she's in fact a mutant. Um, and the reason that she's there is to fire, figure out her true nature together with the other patients. Um, and that she's in a facility for new mutants. Um, she gives her <laughs> some clothes and takes her to this kind of like stark looking bedroom outside of the ward. Yeah, so then she asks it up to the light before she leaves, how long do I have to stay? And she says, until we've decided you're not a danger to yourself. She says, you're in a safe place, we'll talk more in the morning. And uh, she notices that she's going to sleep, there's a camera on her with a red light. Uh, next day, Danny, who's the girl, I don't know if i said that yet, um, is introduced to four other teenagers. Uh, uh, the, I'm going to give the full names, even though I don't think we ever feature them. Um, and the film is Samuel or Sam Guthrie. Ileana Rasputin. Tell me which one's which. Who's Sam? Sam is
0: uh, the fireball guy. So, he, so he's like a, like a deep south canon. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: And he's played by the Stranger Things guy. That's right. Uh, Ileana Rasputin's the blonde Russian uh, bitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: a Rus- Rasputin is the surname you'd wonder. Um, Roberto or Bobby DaCosta. Um, he's the fire guy. Um, and Rain Sinclair, who's the wolf girl. Um, who's also Macy Williams so they're all in some kind of sharing circle and uh, the doctors asked them to share when they knew they were mutants um, Rain chips in and says that she remembers when she was 13 running through the woods and feeling free um, and uh, then also feeling incredibly guilty um, so do, we, she, do
0: we know she's a werewolf at this point? No No
1: um, so she goes to the the local reverend, or I don't know. If I'm, using, I'm going to use the wrong word for this: reverend, or pastor, or preacher. I don't know what. Um, uh, and uh, she shows him that she can change, and uh, he ends up beating her and tell, telling her that she's a witch and she's going to hell. Um, uh, Liana just gets kind of bored of the whole process and just gets up to leave. And the doctor says, "Oh, why don't you just show Danny around while you're while you're going." Um, at this point, we see, she has this little toy, purple dragon. It's like uh, a puppet. Yeah, a puppet, a hand puppet. And she's like, she's like, talks to it, and like, sounds like it's whispering, looks like it's whispering her it, it says, yes, I hate her too.
0: <laughs> um,
1: so, uh, so she's showing her around, and it's like, she's like, this is the main building, the dorms, the chapel. Um, and then she's like, can you look out for me while I do this? And she starts spray painting graffiti on the, the like, fountain. Um, she says that the closest town is 20 miles away, but she's not sure that that's actually true. They might be just saying that to keep them there. Um, Danny notices no fence and, uh, and, uh, i was like, yes, there isn't. Um, <laughs> yes, there isn't. There is absolutely <laughs> isn't. Um, and so she's like, why don't you run? Um, Danny then starts running and really excitedly trying to escape. And she's running, running, and like everyone's like her everyone, around, being like, run, run, go and run. Um, and um, and she just slams straight into this kind of weird glowing orange force field and hits the ground. Um, and um, so they
0: have a dome over them, don't they? Which yeah, is very like, Stephen King,
1: the dome, the dome, and also. The Simpsons, the movie, and ask. the Dome, the Dome, and Dome, Dome, Domey, the Crystal Maze. <laughs> yes. Um, did you watch Dome actually? The the TV series. Yes. Yes. Anyway, we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> uh, but yes, um, the um, so then like Ileana says, yes, this isn't actually a hospital. This is a cage, and you're trapped forever. Um, and like in a teasing way, and Danny gets wound up and tries to run out, and uh, Ileana does this magic vanish thing in a blue flash. Um, next so we know, um, uh, she's, uh, daddy's up in the old clock tower and she busts through the, the face of the clock tower and climbs out and onto the ledge and she's just like standing there. And um and she looks like she's about to like jump and kill herself basically. And Rain pops her head out and this kind of like comical Wee. yeah like <laughs> uh, what are you doing out there? Uh, sort of like, um and uh, Except she's not from the West Country. Why
0: are, like, are, you are you doing do- not another, another one? one. <laughs> um <laughs>
1: um and she ends up chatting her chatting to her and just like basically like um and she's like i want to be with my family like yeah right no sorry danny's like i want to be with my family um i want to die and like danny's like well if you're if they're gone and you're here maybe there's a reason um it's going to get better i promise she also says that uh i believe that you go to hell if you uh If you die by suicide. Oh, yeah, she does say you go to hell if you die. Where I come from, yeah, she says... Yeah, we believe... you die, go to hell if you commit suicide, yeah. Anyway... um, Oh, your
0: very niche Christian beliefs. Yeah, (laughs) interesting.
1: (laughs) Thanks for sharing. Um, She says, yeah, it's going to get better, and she uh, she guides her back inside. They are walking around the grounds, and they see Sam, uh, who's tied to some kind of, like, tether... And then he's, like, takes off like a like a rocket. And he's, like, basically, like, just zooming around, like, slamming in the ground and just, like, flying all over the place. Like a funny cartoon character. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, at this point, we should say that Sean absolutely hates this film. I do absolutely yeah. hate um, it. And I love it. <laughs> um, I just, so, don't, I, I prefer horror films. I, I like I like a crossover, personally. Do My you... mind's broad enough to expect, expect <laughs> allow it. Well,
0: the thing is, um, though, I should <laughs> also <laughs> I very rarely can get excited about superhero films. Like, um, like Black Panther obviously is incredible. And there are some others that I've found kind of mildly enjoyable, but I can never
1: really get super excited about them. I love them. So, um, so anyway, um, so, uh, so they talk about him and how he's just basically trying to control his like powers. Um, and, uh, Rayne says to Danny, like, oh, if you follow the treatment, you know, you, you'll get out. Um, Unlike the rest of us cuckoos, I don't know what she means there. Um, yeah. um, so cut to uh, Danny then sleeping in her room, and the and Doctor Reyes is watching on the camera. <laughs> Dr. Reyes, Doctor Reyes, Dr. Reyes. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, it has like all these kind of like high tech, kind of like zoomy writing stuff all over the camera, and it's just like I don't know how even how you pronounce that. Psionic energy. She said detects high levels of psionic energy um and she's uh she's dreaming about the night when like all her 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 family and like friends were killed meanwhile um sam and robbie or roberto i can't remember um yeah they're in the laundry just chatting but then robbie leaves um and sam's left just hanging out in the the laundry room and he notices that one of the washing machines is making a weird noise um, and so he goes up to it slowly and tentatively, and then just like puts his hand into like the darkness of the the thing and then suddenly teleported into the mines um what yeah um so uh, um and he talks a little bit just before this reverse about how, like, he basically used to work in the mines, like, with his dad. Um,
0: I remember the bit in the mines. just don't remember him falling into a
1: washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, he, like, teleports into this, like, into this world where it's, like, you can't see anyone's face. There's all these men wearing hard hats and, like, I don't know what those, those, those pointy, like, hammers are called. But anyway. Um, picks. Picks, yes. Um just, like, picking away at the walls and he's walking down the big corridor with them. It's all dusty and dark, and he sees a guy. He turns around, he goes, Dad? And uh, the guy goes, Samuel, what did you do? Um, Then the washing machine sort of does a magic explosion, and he's pushed back against the wall in a ball of fire. Um, uh, The next morning group, they're all doing breathing exercises, except for Liano, who's just, like, looking fucked off, as always. Yeah, so then uh so I don't know why that's inside like with the breathing exercises, but then they're in the the sort of the breakout room or like the, the sofa room and they're all chilling out. Um Welcome to the sofa room. Uh, There's a uh, room featuring sofa. Um and uh, the actually on the T V is uh, Buffy, um and um it's uh, Willow and um Oh fuck, what's Willow's girlfriends called? Um uh, Anya, no uh Oh my God. Tara. Tara. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that was scary. Um, oh my God. Oh my God. That's scary than, time. <sighs> the <police>. um, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, and then there's like the scene where they're like making out, which is like, yeah, it's upset. Um, anyway, so then, um, Ileana picks a fight with Danny and says like, you're pathetic. A 16 year old doesn't even know her powers. Um, and they start fighting. And this is where like Ileana just suddenly magics up like her a weapon arm which is like kind of like all metallic looking and she has like a sword. She looks like Jacks off Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah. Um but a white woman. And uh she starts trying to fight and then like the Doctor Reyes comes in and Doctor Reyes, Doctor Reyes. Dr. Reyes. Dr. Reyes. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> um and um pull like actually at this point you realise that she's the one that generates the force fields because she like puts a force field between them and says, No powers and no fighting.
0: So is she is she an X
1: man as well? Yes. Well, she's a mutant. She's not. She actually does apparently become an X-Man in the comics. But anyway. um,
0: Are are all mutants not X-Men?
1: No. X-Men are the specific uh, Charles Xavier group who do good. And then there's just general mutants. Anyway. So, um, so, yeah. So, uh, she says, no powers, no fighting. Solidarity, both of you. Oh, not Solidarity. (laughs) Lol. She doesn't
0: say that. Solidarity, Comrades.
1: Oh, that was me reading my notes. Uh, solitary, <laughs> both of you. Um, at the home. So she takes them down solitary and she shuts the other room and she's like, I'll see you in hell. And she closes the door, which is in a quite a cute voice. She's like, I'll see you in hell. Um, and, um, and so then, uh, Danny's locked in her cell and she falls asleep and, uh, and she starts, well, she, she doesn't know, we don't know whether she's super awake actually at this point, but she starts seeing like the snow. But also, doesn't, doesn't she lean up against the window and she hears the Iliana talking to a little puppet? Oh, yeah, 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 she does. Um, but yeah, so she, she's, um, she wakes up and she sees like this kind of snow falling from the sky, like the night when the, the tragedy happened. And, um, and she realizes that she can see the sky through the roof um and uh then it cuts to one of the camera feeds and it says like anomaly detected and then it, uh, it cuts out um and uh cut back to her she's catching the snow but it seems to be turning into blood in her hands and then the sky turns black and she's like back on the ground in the forest and uh she realized that the darkness actually has like red eyes and fangs and it's coming for her uh the doctor opens the door and she's just suddenly back in the cell but she has the blood still in her hands um the doc says you're obviously manifesting something we'll figure it out uh new mutants are dangerous even the heroes will have hurt others when they started we need to find out what your powers are and how we can control them we then cut to rain who's in confessional um with no (laughs) what's it called
0: she's just like it's a new day in the workroom what's it called? <laughs> confession, confession.
2: isn't that called professional as oh. well no oh. confessional
0: is when people on drag race are oh. talking head to camera <laughs> <laughs> this week I'm serving <laughs> lesbian werewolf extravaganza
1: um. solidarity <laughs> with my mutant <laughs> sisters <laughs> um and uh she yeah, she's in confession. Um but th- I don't think there's anyone meant to be there. I think it's just that she does it out of habit. Um lol, um habit. <laughs> um and um she's talking about masturbating, hilariously. Mm. Um Which reminds me of uh one
0: of my most quoted lines from uh the Christmas special of League of Gentlemen where um she's called Barbara the Priest goes. There's a little, there's a, a schoolgirl talking about masturbating in the confession box and she's like <laughs> Get your fishy fingers away from my
1: communion wafers. <laughs> 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 That's what it made me think of. <laughs> um, so well, I mean, she suddenly stops talking about wanking when she uh, hears something outside. Um, all of a sudden she hears that it's in the, the box with her. Is it called like a confessional box? Confession box. Confession box, box yeah. The confectionery box. Um, and, um, there's a voice like suddenly whispering and then it screams that she's a witch. And she runs out and uh, all the doors are opening and closing and like slamming on the kind of like confession box. And she runs out saying to herself, demons can't come in churches. Demons can't come in churches. Hmm. (laughs) Oops. Cry (laughs) me. So so then it cuts to the gang. They, they all go out to this like attic space in one of the buildings. We don't know where. And um they're saying, like, oh, the cameras can't catch us here. This is one place, but actually we see that the cameras are on them anyway. Um, but, yeah, they find a polygraph test, and they start playing with that, weirdly. Somebody asked Annie about her bear necklace, and she said, Oh, my dad told me the legend of the demon bear that feeds off fear when you're... Um, and when you're little it's tiny and weak and as you get older and more afraid the bigger and stronger it gets yeah I think that's the only bit of notice that notice note that happens in the polygraph room I don't think um anything else happens but yeah mm. so um, <laughs> it's just so, a bit of a scene really yeah. <laughs> something is revealed um, I think at this point actually is the bit where we're meant to find out because like you know Ileana says about how she's killed like 13 men and how the rest of them are kind of pathetic mutants and she's killed 13 mm. men Apparently... I believe she says 18. Oh, okay. Um, uh, apparently they were... It was meant to be that she was in, uh, like... She was being sexually assaulted by all these men and that it was like some kind of sex gang or something. Like... i I I mean
0: that is implied later on is it well all the men when she's a little girl in bed all the men like kind of going like coming over her, as it was (laughs) Um, as it like leaning over and kind of grabbing at her
1: yeah i mean you can see that 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 the 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 scary men that that manifested are meant to be something like that but yeah I, i apparently it's referenced very specifically but i didn't notice it um, but anyway, I think that also comes up in the the polygraph in the attic. So uh, they're back in group, um, and uh, it cuts to Sam asking Doctor Reyes, uh, uh, Doctor Reyes, Doctor, <laughs> um, when uh, they can leave. And the doctor says that they actually just uh, progress to a different facility once they graduate. And but he says, "What if I just want to leave? Leave." Um, and she says that he can't because of the accident. Um, no one will, uh, allow you in society. You'll probably be arrested for what you did. And it sort of infers that, like, she, he killed his dad and the, like, in the mines in an accident. Um, but she's sort of implying that it was his fault, definitely. And he says, like, I'm seeing things. I'm seeing terrible nightmares. Uh, then cuts to Ileana drugging the doctor so they can have a wild party night, and the wild party night consists of them just dancing around a bit. with tambourines. yeah, and uh, <laughs> and putting one of them in, like in a wheelchair and wheeling them around. <laughs> it's like <Wow>. woo, <laughs> that was worth drugging <laughs> someone for. Um, yeah, I'm well, sure they probably could have done that anyway. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but this bit, I guess, they really couldn't have done. So, um, so Rain, like, beckons Danny to follow her and they go into an air vent and, um, they're, like, climbing around, um, in the air van. In the meantime, um, so that Sam actually admits to Bobby that he killed his dad by accident in the mine and he'd do anything to change it. While he's like getting all emotional and open, he tries to get Robbie to say what he did, but he won't. He gets all weird and walks off and says nothing. Do we
0: ever find out what he did? Yeah.
1: Um, so, um, in the event, back to the event, they're like, uh, it seems to pop out, uh, just outside the, the side of a building. And Rain says she's able, she's navigated all of the air vents in the building and she basically can see in the dark with her powers. So she knows everywhere. So they've come out into what looks like a giant graveyard, which I thought was kind of funny that, that none of them like are like, why is there a giant graveyard on site that looks very even and modern? <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so um, Rain uh, tells us to lie down and look at the sky and they look up and they see that the force field is kind of shimmering. And it looks quite beautiful. And one of them um, says, beautiful cage. <laughs> <laughs> so back at the, cut back to the um, Asylum or Institute, um, Bobby hears Ileana singing and follows the sound of it to a swimming pool. Um, she's swimming around and says to like join her and to turn off the lights. Uh, cut back to the graveyard and uh, Rain is saying to Danny, um oh no, the other way around. Um Danny's saying to Rain, sometimes it doesn't feel like you're real, you're so nice, too nice to me. Sometimes I feel like I've made you up. And Rain says, You didn't make me up. And uh and then they just make out. Such a conceited thing to say. If someone said that to yeah. me, it was just like, Well, actually,
0: you're not the main character. Like <laughs> I am an autonomous being that is way beyond the boundaries of your stupid little imagination,
1: actually. Yes. I suppose, actually, given her powers, she could manifest someone, but it'd probably be scary. But yeah, no, it's pretty rude. Yeah. Um, uh, Rain's, at this point, uh, Rain's eyes turn to dog eyes. And, Sexy. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> eyes. <laughs> and, uh, and she apologises, and Danny says, no, they're beautiful. So, uh, back to the pool, and Bobby and Ileana are are making out at this point.
0: I wonder if that was a a way that they felt that they could depict a same-sex kiss, was to have it balanced with, like, straight sexiness happening at
1: the same time. Uh, Yeah, maybe. It generally happens in films where people all get sexy at the same time, though. That's, like, a thing, isn't it? Like... I don't know. I feel like I've seen that elsewhere, um, but yeah, probably maybe. Um So yeah. Oh, it's sexy o'clock. Sexy, everyone gets sexy. And so then, like uh, Bobby and Anna are making out in the pool. Uh, the yeah, the water starts to sizzle around him, and he pulls away. And it's like I can't get too hot. Um, like when I was with my girlfriend, I held her and I burnt her with my heat, and um, basically, leading to the fact that he killed her by accidentally like loving ah, her too yeah. much. Um, at this point, Ileana's I says, think I'd be prepared to take the risk with him,
0: to be he honest. He is fitting, <laughs> <laughs> also, does sound like the kind of relationship I'd get myself into. <laughs> my Honestly, I've met the perfect person, but also, how cheap.
1: <laughs> Um, oh, it's a little piggy noise. Um, so um, she Ileana says you can't burn me, you won't hurt me, and swims off. It cuts to the camera, then cuts to Ileana's actually in her room, and she's not at the pool at all. And so, reversing the pool, and then, like this zombie arm basically reaches out and touches his back, and um, and he turns like around, a crispy arm, yeah, well. a crispy zombie arm. He turns around oh, and like, sees, like this kind of, <laughs> <laughs> sees this kind of crispy skeleton that suddenly sets on fire in the pool and he like, he's screaming and he gets out of the pool and like, is like against the wall and is like fallen. Um, they all run in because he's screaming and then like he's in like full fire mode, which is the first time I think you see him on fire. And, um, and he's like screaming, he can't stop it. And the doctor pushes him into the pool. Um and Ileana and it turns out it's quite easy to stop Yeah. Um and he just yeah, is put out. Um and he's, he's, quite, put uh, out. he's quite put out. <laughs> <laughs> Flame wise. Um and um Ileana runs in all dry and fully dressed, uh, with a little cute buttons being like, What? Um, and with her little buttons Yeah she has this funny little like, On the top of her head buttons. What are they called? Oh buns, buns. I think you said buttons Button With her lovely buttons. <laughs> um, I, buttons It wasn't me I was counting my buttons no, I was playing with my buttons <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> So Bobby Is it Bobby or Robert You keep saying different names Anyway You know who I mean uh, mm. Panics And like starts, starts running away Screaming And like Oh my god, what's going on? It's like, uh, yeah, you were there and you were trying to kill me. And then, like, they're like, calm down. What's going on? He's like, and he's trying to like open the door and he's like, we're trapped in here with demons. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so then we cut to Danny in a session being quizzed by the doctor with this device that's kind of like sort of showing her like aura or something. Like today, know. Um, and she was asking she's asking us to remember what happened the night the 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 awful stuff happened, the tragedy. Um and she's saying that um her dad was saying that it was a tornado. Uh the doctor then says, We both know it was a tornado. Um and Daddy says, Daddy Then <laughs> <laughs> Daddy's here and everything is fine. <laughs> uh Daddy says it was a demon it was the demon bear um but then all of a sudden slips into visions of uh children in a facility like a white like walled facility like practicing various powers and they're like kind of locked up and uh for some reason she's kind of gone blind almost she's like i can't see the, i can't see you anymore i don't know where i am um but she's like freaking out at the same time Apparently that footage was pulled directly from one of the other X-Men films rather than re so That's quite oh. interesting. Anyway. Lazy. Uh, lazy. Like, lazy Susans. You no, know, Reese might <laughs> took them three years to make it. <laughs> They're just cutting and pasting. Um, so now we cut to Ileana in her room and she hears a noise and uh, the door opens and we see this like weird figure drawn on the wall that's kind of, kind of spindly looking with a smiley face. Um, you know what it
0: reminded me of? What? You know, in the Paranormal Activity, where they have the computer game thing that lets the little lights oh, everywhere, yeah. and there's that kind of avatar that's just got like two dots
1: for eyes and like a a, a slit for a mouth. Yeah, kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. Thank you um it also then cuts to rain and she's having a shower <laughs> um and uh she starts like imagining hearing the priest or i keep calling a priest or preacher whatever um and uh sees him like coming into the shower room and um saying like she's like i killed he's you got an old scabby face. yeah he's got like a, it looks like wolf like well it looks like cartoony wolf kind of like cuts across his face and um she's like i killed you and he's like like christ i rise again <laughs> um and he has a red hot poker with a w um she like uh on it and uh and brands her on her neck and as she as she's being branded on the ground she turns all hairy like the dog and um and as the dog she then runs out of the shower room down the corridor and everyone's like what happened what happened?" um and uh she turns back to the girl and it's like she he was here he branded me and they see the brand is real on her neck um so uh so yeah so then like um Ileana leaves her room and it's like so it's like it's danny you brought evil here um i know your power now um uh, let me show you mine um and she like does this like crazy thing where she like strangles her into, like, a different dimension with her powers. It's kind of, like, wild, mm-hmm. like like a hellscape or something. Um, it's also
0: really bad CGI, that bit. Yeah. It, it really, really reminded me of the Mortal Kombat films, which I love, but the effects are dreadful. It mm. really reminded me of that.
1: Um, but it's, like, wild. It's like, what is your power? And then, um, and uh, as she's strangling her, she actually then suddenly sees the weird smiley face mask on Danny. And, uh, screams and falls back, um, and lets her go. And she's like, she's in our head. She'll kill us all. Um, so, um, yeah. So then it cuts to like, they've all calmed down for some reason. Um, <laughs> they're all know, over it. They're, they're fine. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Danny walks into Ileana's room and says, like, something's happening to me and I can't control it. Um, really sorry. Um, that place you took me, is it hell? Um, and, uh, and she says, Oh, yeah, what she, she say? it's limbo. Yeah, she says, Oh, yes, uh, she says, We, we took you. And then she, re- she she refers to the dragon. It's name's Lockheed. She's like, me and the dragon created it. It's a limbo place we made it. Lockheed. Lockheed. I don't know. Sounds uh, like something someone in the Northeast would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lockheed. Lockheed. <laughs> um, and, um, and she says, it's a limber place we made up. Um, and it's... Uh, we went there when something bad happened. Um, and we went there so much... Uh, and stayed there so long that it became real. Um, the doctor then gets a message from elsewhere through the computer system... Uh, that Danny's power has been analysed and it's too dangerous to be controlled. So that she needs to collect a DNA sample and terminate her. Um... The gang are back in the sofa room <laughs> or the lounge, uh, watching another episode of Buffy. It's actually the gentleman episode this time, okay, which is a bit foreshadowy. Uh, foreshadowy. Uh, they hear some singing and Eliana's like, I recognize that. Um, and she goes to her room and all of a sudden the door's like enveloped in this kind of black goo like stuff. And she opens it and she sees herself as a little girl on the bed um and then all of a sudden this kind of like monster is like peering like climbing onto the bed like clambering in this creepy way and it turns to her and you see that it's got this kind of like smiley masked face um and it sees her and i think it's bobby and um and yeah then like uh it like it takes the mask off and it has like no eyes and has this kind of like slit mouth little, like Jaggedy teeth and like screaming or like chasing another yeah, room. Bit like,
0: um, a combination between the gentleman from Hush and Jack Skellington. Yeah. And
1: also the new witches with their big like mm. kind of Chelsea smiles. And Slenderman as well. And Slenderman. Yeah. Um uh, as they're running away, there's like millions of them appearing all over the place and they're like climbing out of the vents and just everywhere. Um, in the meantime, Dr. Reyes, has, Dr. Reyes, Dr. Reyes, um, has uh, taken Danny through to a secret room in off the, one of the wards, um, and is talking to her about sometimes how like, she had, well, she's talking about how she went, like, her mum was a vet or something, how, like, one of the dogs had, like, rabies, and she realized that the only way to treat a dog with rabies was to put it down, um, and the most humane way, and so then she's like, I don't know how she doesn't realise what's going on. Say, oh yes. Tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) I'm chained to a bed. (laughs) Um, and um so then she's like and then she's like saying about like how she's too dangerous, and she puts a gas mask over her face and is like saying it'll be over soon. She's screaming. Uh Rain hears the screams and uh, climbs through the vents and jumps down through the vents onto the doctor and mauls her. Um uh the doctor then runs out of the room into the corridor and bumps into iliana and bobby with all the monsters and they're like help and she just runs away (laughs) leaving them to deal with them um and uh so then the kids start using their their magical powers to destroy the things um and um and they're actually really easy to kill (laughs) they're just like falling apart it's like yeah they're fine and yeah so then um, so then they they regroup um, in the Doctor's office and then like uh, Rain's talking about how like Danny was trying like the Doctor was trying to kill Danny and then they look in a filing cabinet and then Ilana, uh, Iliana finds a file on her talking about how basically she's the perfect killer and they all realise that they're being prepped uh, not to be X-Men but to actually be assassins like killers by the Essex Corporation which is like an evil corporation in, in, the, in the comic world Mm. Um. So uh, I didn't find that clear. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so they realize they can't escape while the force fields are all in place. Um. But they need to escape, and um. <laughs> Ileana, I think she's like the best actually. But anyway, she's like, then let's kill the bitch. <laughs> um. And um. Yeah. So um. Oh yeah. So then they find her. They track her down using Rain's powers like of smelly dog detection. Um, and um, and was uh, like, you know, like saying, like, Dan needs to be put down for her own good. Her powers, she takes your greatest fears and darker secrets and makes you live through it over and over until it kills you. And she traps them all in their own individual force fields. And it's like... Um, Shall I tell you what her power reminds me of? What? I'll tell you.
0: Two things. Go on. One is, uh, in American Horror Story Coven... Your version of hell. Oh, Everyone's got their own yeah. version of hell, which is just them repeating it and repeating it. And repeat. Reminds me a bit of that, and it also reminds me of the Bogart from Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> Which is the creature that manifests your worst...
1: It's also a bit like It as well, I guess. Yeah. Um, Except It's horror. This is a horror. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so the Doctor has them all trapped in her individual force fields warning, and... Um, And it's, like, squishing them or something. Um, And there's suddenly over the system a warning of a perimeter breach. And uh, suddenly the wall busts open. There's a giant black bear. And it eats the doctor, which is very fun. Uh, Reminds me. I'm not to be relating this to anything but the film. But that that death,
0: uh, which I did like, reminds me of on... What's it called? Great White... A uh, big white, wide open ocean or something. What's oh. that one with all of the like big killer sharks and Samuel L. Jackson? Oh, I don't know. Deep Blue Sea.
1: I don't think I've seen that. One. What?
0: <laughs> anyway, the listeners will know which
1: scene yeah. I mean. Okay. We should watch that. It's really okay. fun, not horror. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah. So then, like, she's eaten, and they're all running away. Danny's passed out at this point. Um, and they're like, why is it following Danny? And it's like, they say, it's hunting Danny because that's what she fears. So yeah, Alana says, like, get out of here. I'm going to play with it. Um, and one of them goes, it's going to kill you. It's magic. And she goes, so am I. Uh, which is really fun. But also, apparently, I didn't realize it was an allusion to what her name ends up being in, in the in the comic book series, which is magic. Um, yeah. Anyway. Shit, yeah. <laughs> So, the K, so
0: it's kind of Oh, ex- that's cool. Yeah, it's kind of exciting. And uh, a silent
1: P. <laughs> <laughs> magic. I, I said silent. <laughs> magic. Venus magic. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, then she's decided the rest of the kids run. Um, and then Sam suddenly realizes he's going to actually double back and go and help. Um, Nicholas Jonas says, "Demon bear, there's nowhere to run now." She's like loving it, and she's got like her full like warrior like arm and her big sword. Um, and um, so everyone has a go at like battling the bear, essentially, and none of them are very successful. And in the meantime, um, Rain is trying to wake Danny up, and she's just like not waking up. <laughs> And um, And Danny imagines That she's in this Kind of like Grey Like in the forest That she was in the original bit But like it's all grey And foggy It's obviously like Her kind of Subconscious or something And um, And uh, She's there And then her dad like, Ends up visiting her In her dream And says that um, It's not very exciting He just says You need to wake up And take control <laughs> <laughs> Get up lazy bum Wakey wakey Wakey
2: wakey Exa like bakey Yeah <laughs>
1: Uh, um, so she does wake up. Uh, thanks, dad. Um, thanks, dad. Uh, and uh, she shouts at the bear and it's like basically shouts at it until it calms down. Um, she tells the bear everything's going to be okay and is suddenly like sort of soothing it. Um, and uh, at this point, like all the sun comes out and it's all like, Nice. And the bear like says that she needs it to go to sleep and it sort of disappears in the cloud of smoke. Um and then the sun's out and it's like it's all on the heroes, and they're all looking happy in the in the in the church. Um cut to them outside standing on loads of rubble. And she's like, Thank you, thank you all for saving me. And Rain's like, Are you kidding? You saved us. Um and the dome is gone because the woman's been eaten, and you see, a funny scene actually where um, they're finding loads of like their things in the bl- like in the rubble. Bobby picks up like a shoe; it's obviously the doctor's shoe, and it's just full of blood. <laughs> so, that's that's nice, nice. <laughs> don't need that. Okay. <laughs> it's like on uh,
2: um, <laughs> uh, what's
0: it called, and Michelle's high school reunion, where she's just like, Have "You got a plaster? My my shoes filling with blood." <laughs>
1: Um And so they all make a plan to try and find out where the nearest town is and then cut to them all leaving through the gates. Let's unpick some of the representation
0: in this uh, superhero film. <laughs> the horror film! <laughs> um, so let's start with women. Um. I thought it was very dominated by women Yeah. in, in a good way. Uh and for such a small cast, there were only two men, mm. and the men were like the strength or like the kind of the baddie was a woman, the goodies were the woman, the kind of the gray area character which was uh I can't remember her name el Il, Il- Il- was <laughs> um she was kind of like uh, yeah like basically like the badasses were the women, and the, yeah. the
1: men were a little bit more kind of like um Yeah, that that was one of the things Mm. I read actually. This is like quite a rare case of where the women, especially in superhero films where the women are the leads essentially. Mm. Um, I think that's what's, yeah, like really great about it. Like I love that. Like I think that they're all awesome. Yeah. There is one bit of,
0: well, I I feel like Robbie or Bobby. Yeah. Is quite a misogynistic character and I don't think it goes, it kind of goes unchallenged or unpunished because his attraction to... I Like, I really hate how reductive he is about Iliana mm. in the way that he's attracted to her. Like, he's attracted to her when he sees her being really strong, which is good. Mm. But in kind of, like, a bit of a, like, patronizing way. Like, the bit where... Uh, there's a bit where she does some like magic, like arm knife, hell <laughs> zone thing. Um, and he's like, That is so hot. And I know that was cool. But then at the end, when she does something magic, I don't know, and he goes, um, I'm going to marry that
1: girl. And it's just like, Shut up. Like, yeah. Shut up. I suppose, <laughs> that I, I i was thinking that was quite cool in terms of, like, a, a man not being threatened by a woman by power with powers, mm. and just being like, oh my god, she's so hot and yeah, amazing. Yeah, but, but, but then,
0: seeing it as like, oh, I I'm going to marry her, her yeah, because, yeah, yeah. yeah, like,
1: um, he could have just been like, that's pretty cool, she's <laughs> well cool, done. I love her, I trust her cool. with my life. Yes, <laughs> um, <clears> but yeah, no, it's, it's not the worst thing, I say. but yeah, like, um, yeah, I think, I think the women are pretty cool. Yeah. Uh,
0: in terms of people of colour,
1: uh, well, Latin you, Latin. you mentioned
0: some of this. So there, there's a Native American, played yes. by a Native American, which is good, um, who is subject to some racist abuse. Yeah. Um, then we have, it's actually a kind of an oddly diverse cast, but still not no black people Yeah. so it's like there's an Eastern European character Scottish character like a a kind of Southern stereotype a a Native American and Latino character
1: yeah um, And should have been black uh, no it was uh, Bobby who was meant to be black yeah 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 uh, yeah, he was actually of Afro-Brazilian descent and it's sort of strange that they just wouldn't have done that Uh, apparently the director said some kind of really iffy things about the casting of his character or something like I mean especially because like it's i mean this might just be my own lack of knowledge of
0: youthful americans but um it was it's a fairly good cast like it's a, i recognized four of them yeah, yeah. which is unlike me <laughs> but why why wouldn't they also get someone better to because like it's not like Robbie was brilliant
1: yeah it's strange they like he was like, handsome but, yeah like um did go so far as like brazilian but not just like afro brazilian it's like yeah, he says some weird things about how like something to do with wealth and how like you couldn't imagine someone maybe with a black family coming mm. like being rich or something It's was just like what mm. um but obviously that's not in the film so it's not but yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah so that's 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 odd um but yeah no i think i think it is to be like i said like applauded that, that yeah that, like um it's a Native American person playing a Native American character. It's just, like, that's so rare. Like, and it's, like, it's it's good that that's becoming Especially standard. as a main character. Yeah. Um, so, queer representation. Uh, yeah, so, it's there.
0: Um, it is there. And, like, I, I mean, I, 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 I don't think having a lesbian relationship is in and of itself all that queer, but... I kind of read Rain's character as quite transy. Yeah. Um, and I thought, I liked the fact that she was androgynous. I mm. liked also the fact that um, I don't know I've, that I've ever seen a woman turning into a werewolf. Oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good point. It's like, a, it's it's a man thing in, yeah. in most films, isn't it? Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, um, I like that. Although there's one bit where, I think it was where she was like, I think it was just after she'd attacked uh Dr. Reyes, Dr. Reyes. <laughs> and she was kind of half wolfy and half human. And she had her hands over, like, she was, like, stroking the face. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and it looked like she just had some, like, pubes stuck <laughs> in the back of her hand and some, like, clip-on nails. Like, it was really
1: shoddy. I, I what I'm talking about her, like, being like, being half-wolf, half-person. How, like, um, had it been, like, maybe any other actor, it would have been a bit scary-looking, but because she's so cute-looking, it looked kind of adorable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't that. No. It was like, hideous. <laughs> it's just, like, so like it's a little heavy trans man, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> um, um,
0: but, and then also, there's, like, a really... And I think this this goes for, like, uh, uh, disability as well, which is that I think with anything to do with the X-Men or, like, mutants, there is, a like, quite a natural kind of queer or disability reading yes, to go with it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's less good in this film than it is in other X-Men films. Sure. But it's the but it's still there. So it's the idea that these people who, especially maybe around disability in this one, where it's like these people who have additional abilities are made to stay in this hospital mm, because separates from society. Yeah, because their abilities are seen as a, a negative thing or as a dangerous thing and needs to be kind of suppressed and hidden. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I think there's kind of a, a reading around
1: that as well. Yeah. And to me, I mean, like, I was surprised to learn that it was the first queer representation in any of the, like, Marvel or DC films. Like, I mean, it seems kind of obvious. I mean, like, for example, like, Deadpool was, like, always meant to be pansexual or something, but, like, it was always just a joke and it was never actually, like, realized. But, um, but yeah, like, it's, it's good to see that. Like, and, and, you know, even though it wasn't that kind of groundbreaking or impressive in any other context, it was quite kind of refreshing to see it in this kind of superhero context. Um, so yeah, that was good Anything
0: else about Representation?
1: No, I don't think so um, Shall we do the awards? Sure
2: Awards 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 Awards, awards. Oh, I
1: actually quite like that one <laughs> It sounds like something you'd listen to. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do
2: have rather a a maudlin taste in music.
0: (laughs) Um, uh, Well, I thought it was beautiful and empowering. Yes. Um, So, uh, who do you think was the best character?
1: Um, I mean it's kind of tongue-in-cheek because I think it's also quite ridiculous is the purple dragon
0: (laughs) (laughs) so uh, I I had two suggestions one was the little shoulder spyro dragon (laughs) and also uh, the high heel shoe filled with blood (laughs) oh that was a good character (laughs) very good (laughs) Um, what do you think of the funniest bit?
1: Uh, I think her just randomly talking about her wanks And the confessional <laughs> In her talking head to camera
0: I thought there were two funny lines That actually made me laugh out loud um, One of them I think was supposed to be funny The other I don't uh, One was uh, Ileana was saying Oh it's Danny She's brought this evil in here And Robbie was just like But did she make those smiley things? <laughs> about those like monsters and then there's another bit at the end where um, where Rain is, like, in... Uh, I don't really understand what's happening, but Rain is in, like, Danny's, like, subconscious, oh, like, yeah, saying, yeah. come back, come back, you can do it. Or oh, it might be when a dad's saying it. I can't remember anyway. But Danny says, but the bear, it's too big. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't part of the problem. It is a big bear.
1: <laughs> uh, what do you think is the scariest? Um... Uh, I think it is the the spoopy like uh Spindlemen. like I think Spindleman. Spindleman I think they're quite spoopy um I'd already seen that monster in the trailer, which sort of ruined it a little bit, but I think had I' seen it the first yeah, just straight on the film I would have been scared, so I said the tall men as well, but I do think they I think the tall men were the only
0: scary thing about it. Um, but they also undermined it by showing the gentleman shortly before because the gentleman is scarier. Yeah, it's like true. why why would you show a scarier version of what you're about to do yeah. beforehand. But it also makes me think so I I don't think this is a horror film. But it was marketed as a horror film which is why we've included it in this And podcast. it's classified everywhere as a horror film just to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't think it is one. And I wonder why they've marketed it as one when it's very clearly just a like a quite a sort of kiddie action superhero film. And I wonder if at the moment horror films are doing better than superhero films. And that's why they've framed it in that way. Because also from the poster, someone who doesn't, I've seen a lot of the X-Men film, but they go in one ear, one out the other. Like I enjoy them. I think they're kind of mildly fun, but I wouldn't have known from that poster that it was a X-Men film. So I really wonder why they've distanced themselves from the branding of a very successful franchise to market it not only as kind of an unrelated film, which is how it's seen, but also like a, a genre that it's
1: not. I think that, um, like I said, like in the, the beginning, it was that um, the the director had a lot it, it lay in mind to make it a lot scarier. Um, and I mean, it kind of like the, like, like the idea of like a... a a child that has the power to kind of manifest your worst nightmares um does have like sort of grounds for like a really good story like a horror story um and it could have been that the scares were a lot scarier and a lot creepier like if you, you can even re like reimagine some of the scenes as scarier in your own head um but I think it sounds like there was this clashes with the studio, and it's interesting that actually like um I I always find like the, class, the the classification of horror and thriller like as two separate things quite interesting because they're like I don't really sometimes I don't really know where the line is and why the genre has to be like what makes something a horror rather than a thriller. Um In this case, it's interesting that it obviously was everyone it was told it was a horror and and told it was going to be a horror. And so, but then when it was released, it was a horror. But I mean, you're right. Like somebody could have just like if they'd not said horror at all, it could have been like a thriller or like yeah, yeah, or, like, <clears> or just like action film. like I expect in a um in a
0: superhero film for there to be like maybe some villains that are a bit scary. Like, yeah, I, I I don't yeah. But it see it seems odd. Like if the original plan was to make it more of a horror, why didn't they also adjust the way that they've marketed it and kind of classified it? Yeah, if, yeah.
1: It just it doesn't make any sense to me. Um,
0: but I, yeah, they,
1: yeah. I think it would be scary to some people. Like, I, and in that case, it can be a horror. Because, like, if you think about like, but but, but the, the, surely the point of classifying something as a horror is to appeal to horror
0: fans. And to horror fans, that's not horror. I would say.
1: Hmm. I wonder what the like the mildest horror there is. Like, I'd be curious. who can look into that. Options. Well,
0: well, also, and also, I don't think horror has to be scary, but it has to be horror. And for me, it just didn't... It, I, I don't know. I just... I I, well, I ever, don't know. I mean, like, if
1: you think about it, there was, like, the zombie in the bar, uh, and there's, like, a werewolf, and there's, like, a kind of, like, um this creepy, like, you know, shadow, like, smiley man. It, it has the ingredients for a horror on paper. Mm. Um But it reads like a cartoony kind of, uh like a superhero film.
0: I, I don't know. I just... Yeah. I, I don't think... It just doesn't, it doesn't click for me as a horror film. Yeah. Um. You know, it, it reminds me very much of a book I'm about to finish reading, which is Stephen King's, one of his more recent ones. I think it was published in 2018. It's called The Institute. And it's basically about uh, gifted young children who either have the power of telekinesis or telepathy, who are... Uh, locked up in this institute and experimented on for the purpose of... Uh, actually, that might be a bit of a spoiler. Uh, anyway, mm. f- in a similar vein, like, for bad reasons, they're, they're being yeah, experiment yeah, yeah. and kind of, like, groomed sort of thing. Um, and I, th- I expect it'll be made into a TV show or a film mm. soon because it's Stephen King. Yeah. Um, and I think it'll be a much better version of what of what
1: this is if we read this as a horror. Mm. But as a
0: superhero film, it's a completely different film.
1: Yeah. Um, I think I think I would classify it as a horror, especially just given the, the other ways. Like, it's just not the same as any of the other superhero films. Like, I mean, it's not so dissimilar that you wouldn't recognise it as a superhero film, but, like, it has horror elements that you don't have in any other films, any of the other X-Men films, at least, I can think of. But, yeah. Um, best death. <laughs> uh, best death is uh, when the Doctor gets chewed up by the big the evil bear. Yes, which may be the only death. No, well, I mean, you have the the um, the whole reservation dying at the beginning. <laughs> ah, yes.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, we don't actually see any of the death, do we? You, Apart from you see that one the... charred corpse that flies into the forest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, I know, that's. I can't believe you haven't seen Deep Blue That scene is so much like that. Um, mm. Um, so yeah, that must be the worst stuff, yeah. of course. So
0: queerest moment?
1: Um, I think thing? them smooching, but specifically in a graveyard is a, quite a Hell kind yeah. of queer <laughs> setting. Um, did you know that um
0: Mary Shelley, who wrote Frankenstein, apparently consummated her. Uh, her relationship on the grave of her mother, uh, Mary Wollstonecraft, who wrote The uh, Vindication of the Rights of Women. Wow. Iconic. It's gross. <laughs> I think it's, uh, it's exactly how I'd want the author of a gothic classic, <laughs> who was the daughter of a feminist icon, to uh, first get banged. Might as well. <laughs> um, by a man, because she was also bisexual. A bisexual, um, baby. The, uh, yeah, I think, uh, there's a, there's a line which is, could be read as quite queer, which is, there are two bears inside of everyone. <laughs> it's like, oh, I like a bear, but I couldn't manage to. Um, <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, I think her, um, her kind of like transiness and no, her androgyny, uh, is queerer than her sort of lesbianness in a way. Yeah. Um, and also the fact that she is a werewolf, um, what about sexiest?
1: It has to be Roberto or
0: Bobby or Robbie. Yes, and he ends up with his clothes all off at the end. Oh, he? yeah,
1: because he does his fire moves and it burns off his clothes. Oh, yeah, that must be a pain. Yeah. Maybe just wear like kind of cheap clothes that so you not that bothered about. Oh, the metal, the like tin foil. <laughs> <laughs> like a big <baked> potato. <laughs> that might make you just burn up <laughs> <laughs> Um.
0: Yes, agreed. Yes. Uh, so shall we uh, do pumpkins and final thoughts? Sure. How do you think it ran? Uh, r- rants, rates alongside other X-Men films?
1: Um, so basically I have to confess that I am like blindly in love with all like superhero action-y type like things where people have superpowers. And so I will always love something a lot more than probably it needs to be but also that I love the fact that this has been slammed uh, so heavily and it's hated by everyone. Um, it makes me love it even more. <laughs> um you're such a contrarian. I know. <laughs> <laughs> because I can, I can completely see what happened. It's the, the, what you're going through, which is like uh, people who don't like superhero films but like horror won't like it and that people that like don't really like horror but like superhero films won't like it. And so it's kind of stuck in this weird niche that doesn't exist. Um, for like fandom nobody um, except me.
0: <laughs> I feel like that. I I would have thought that there was an awful lot of cross crossover between yeah, those two fandoms. I mean, sure. it's it's not that I dislike superhero films. Like I've enjoyed all of the X Men films I've seen, mm. perhaps with the exception of this one. Yeah. Like it was fine, but it was. Um, but normally, I come away from the X Men films really enjoying them. Yeah, um, but. Um, yeah, so how many pumpkins would you award it? <clears throat> I'm gonna
1: give it 3.5. Wow. Yeah. Um,
0: so I, I mean, there's part of me that's thinking that I can't oh. award a non horror film any pumpkins. <laughs> so it is horror. Um, I maybe award it a star or two, but, um, <laughs> but I would give it one pumpkin. Um, I feel like oh, it's better than that. I can't. I, I didn't enjoy it. Um, I can't. I can't. It, I, it's not a horror film, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I also feel like I'd enjoy it more if it felt a bit more campy and comic booky, like the other X Men films do. Yeah, it feels very earnest. Um, it's very short on like kind of like I don't know. I just want those films to be a bit sillier, and it was just. I, I don't know. I, th- I think it's really yeah. I think clumsily ill, kind of framed, or I, I don't know. I it just left me feeling a bit cold to be honest. Like I thought it was a really strong cast. Mm. The acting was good. There were a handful of good effects, although I thought a lot of them were a bit shoddy. I liked the bear death. I liked the smiley people. Mm. Um, I liked the little dragon. That was cute. I can't um, like
1: all those things. You still give it one pumpkin.
0: Yeah, because the story was boring. Um, it was clunky. <laughs> it. it I, I also feel like I should sue under the Trades Description Act because what? it's not a fucking horror. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's just not for me. It's not my cup of tea. Yeah, not, not your kettle of fish.
1: It's not my kettle of fish. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm afraid just one for me. That's fine. I, I I don't like that, but fine. <laughs>
0: It's time for the spoopy bit. Oh. Although, also under the trade's description, it, ah. <laughs> this is not that spoopy. Oh. But it is kind of semi-related. It was difficult to try and find a spoopy story that was related to a non-horror the film. Sh- <laughs> <stinking> face. <laughs> <laughs> So I originally looked up stories about dragons and bears. Uh, <laughs> oh my. Um, but decided instead to, to go with this article that I found on a re, reputable news source yahoo.com oh, I love uh, it which is about uh, five real life children with superpowers. Oh. Um so I'm going to read you them from the most boring to the most interesting. Oh lovely. Um, this is all I'm just reading this directly from the uh, from the site here. Um, so the first one is Liam Hoogstra, he is a peculiar case of superhuman strength at a young age. What sets Liam apart from other powerful young children uh, with insane uh, strength, though, was that Liam was ripped. Ugh. At three years old, Liam already had 40% muscle and very little body fat, which is extremely uncommon for boys of that age. He was diagnosed with muscle... muscle Muscle hypertrophy, hypertrophy. <laughs> I don't know how you say that. A rare genetic condition in which the body builds in muscle at an incredible pace. The condition affords him great strength, speed, and agility. Liam is able to lift heavy dumbbells and accomplish an insane number of sit-ups and chin-ups, all without breaking a sweat. And there's a little picture of him that obviously the listeners can't see of him. He's as ripped as I thought he'd be. Ooh, but I if, mean, uh... he's, for a three-year-old, he's more ripped than me. Yeah. Um, although that's not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And you are a bodybuilder.
0: <laughs> well, you know me. Um, uh, so I've um, got the, the physique of an A4 slice of paper. <laughs> um, so the uh, another uh, strong man, child, boy, is seven-year-old Yang Jinlong. And he uh, is like any of his friends in the Anhui, uh, Anhui province of China except uh, he has what seems like super, superhuman threng- strength. Superhuman strength. It's easy for me to say. <laughs> so Yang weighs in at only 50 kilograms uh, per reports in 2012, if you keep <laughs> in count. But it's already, so he probably weighs a bit more than that <laughs> now. But he's already able to piggyback his father, <gasps> who is almost twice his weight, and can easily lift 100 kilogram bags of cement as if they were filled with feathers instead. He also set off a media frenzy when he tied a rope around himself and successfully tugged... <laughs> A 1.85 ton van. Yang begins to show signs of formidable strength as an infant when he easily lifted a five kilogram oil drum at the tender age of nine months. Oh, God. So uh, now we're on to slightly more uh, spooky ones. Uh, do you believe in life after death? No. Uh, or perhaps you're a firm <laughs> yes. believer of inca- reincarnation. Also no. Uh, consider the case of this young boy who might have lived a few lives elsewhere before being born in Russia in 1996. By elsewhere, we mean not on planet Earth. Oh, God. That's right. Boriska claims to remember his past life on the planet Mars. At three years of age, Boriska could always could already name all of the planets in the solar system and knew a great deal about the galaxies and astronomy that an ordinary child his age could not have known. <gasps> his incredible intellect was present early on in his life as he began speaking when he was only four months old. Boriska also spoke about... Uh, spoke much about life forms from other planets and described specific memories from his past life about people who live underground on Mars. Oh, that's cool. That is pretty cool. Um, So this next one is called The Philippines Fire Girl. Um, so in the antique province of Western Visayas...
1: Antique province?
0: Yes. Oh. In the antique province <laughs> of Western... Antique province! <laughs> <laughs> in the antique province anyway. of, Western- <laughs> of Western Visayas, Philippines... Three-year-old Emily Tablate is turning heads for a very unique ability, pyrokinesis.
2: Ooh. Fires
0: occurred wherever Emma went, prompting local officers in her town of San Jose to... Uh, San Jose, I guess, in
1: the Philippines? I know, it's, it seems a very, like,
0: American names. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I mean, this is all bullshit, so... Ah! But anyway... <laughs> um, Uh, Local officers in the town uh, had cordon off their houses for security reasons The mayor, Roni Molina Also (laughs) (laughs) This is a fun name (laughs) Roni Ron Molina (laughs) Also visited the home And was reportedly amazed by what he saw Seconds after the girls said That something around them would catch fire A shirt hanging in the house started to burn the Daily Guardian reported that the child seemingly foresees when fires are about to occur and can even cause objects to burst into flame simply by saying sunog, the Filipino word for fire. Wow. And then uh, just uh, just one more. One more child. And she's called uh, Nandana. And she's this is the best one. Um, so uh, high-functioning autistic children around the world have sometimes shown exceptional abilities and India's nine-year-old Nandana... Unikrishnan is one of them. Thanks to her incredible gift of telepathy, Nandana is able to read her mother's mind, responding to her thoughts before they become words. Uh, her ability to read the minds of others have not yet been tested, so it might just be a mother. Her parents also claimed that Nandana seems to seem to know of outing plans and venues that they spoke of in private, when news of t- she probably just knows, yeah, knows you, <laughs> she'll cup up against the door. <laughs> Oh, going to the park tomorrow, is it? <laughs> um, when news of her abilities first spread, local papers and research teams visited her to test her telepathic skills, which they just let people just get on with, her with their skills. In one such test, journalists provided a nine-digit number to her mother, who read the number in her mind. Nandana was then asked to spell out the number, and lo and behold, she got the entire number sequence correct. Wow. In another test, mother and daughter were placed in separate rooms. Nandana's mother was asked to think of an object in her mind, and she thought of having biscuits.
2: <laughs> having biscuits? <laughs> I know.
0: In the other room, Nandana shyly blurted out to a journalist. Journalist? Journalist. A journalist. Biscuit. Biscuit. <laughs> um. <laughs> So that's the story of Nandana and the Magic oh, Biscuit. The biscuit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the what, what superpowers do you have? Oh, you know me. I'm, I'm riddled with superpowers. <laughs> what if you could have a superpower? Oh, oh you a <laughs> what, what would it be? Um, it was funny, I was... Um, I, I'm actually going to tell an anecdote now rather than an a actual super... Like, oh, time. great. I thought it was my turn to um, tell a story. Uh,
0: but uh, par- apparently, we're just disregarding well, all rules now well, that we're not even doing horror films anymore. It's not a spooky story. <laughs> um,
1: we had, like, a, a one place I worked, so we had... Um, this kind of like external company come in to facilitate a meeting and they did a ground, uh, not groundbreaking, uh, icebreaker, um, where it was a groundbreaking icebreaker, um, <laughs> where they asked everyone what their superpowers would be around the room. And I went first and I was, cause I was really tired all the time, which I always am. I was like, I'd like to be able to pause time so I can sleep more. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great one. Um, and, um, but then it like, I saw people like somebody further around the room was like, like Alex, I would like to pause time, but it would be to get more work done. Oh, and I was like, off. felt really ashamed. Oh, like, no, <laughs> they should feel ashamed. <laughs> Fucking bootlicker.
0: <laughs> I, I used to think, ugh, I, I used to think, uh, um, when I was at school, I used always used to just like fantasize when I was in lessons about how I wish I could like double myself so that the like sentient <laughs> consciousness of... size-wise. Oh. No, I mean I was quite tiny. But... <laughs> um, so that one the, the like sentient wear version of me could stay in bed and the other one could go to school so no one noticed I was in bed. <laughs> but I think now if I had to choose a power it probably wouldn't be that one.
1: Yeah, it's too it's too hard. It's this like too vast a world of hypothetical power. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think I'd like to know what people were thinking. Oh, as long God. as I could
1: switch it on and
0: switch it off so that I just const- couldn't constantly hear every thought.
1: No, it'd be awful because, like, people just think split-second, like, horrible things and then change the order they, they not even think. And then you'd just be, like, riddled with all this kind of anxiety all the time. Mm. Yeah, I wonder as well about, like, the- whether
0: that could ever... even. It- <laughs> I mean, obviously it doesn't work. But if you could read someone's exact thoughts, you wouldn't hear, like, clear, coherent thoughts. No. You'd hear just, like random words and yeah because it's yeah biscuits (laughs) (laughs) biscuits
1: (laughs) also biscuits
0: don't forget to follow us on instagram at bloody mary's podcast and that's mary's with a z
1: And thanks for our theme tune from uh, The Pink Pound. Uh, You can follow them at The Pink Pound Sound. And if you're enjoying Bloody Mary's, please like, subscribe
0: and share with all your friends.